Grab your Bibles, if you will, and uh, turn to find the book of Leviticus, which is the third book in the Bible. Um, Maybe not one you're real familiar with, but let's change that. While you're finding Leviticus, let me just uh, stick this little bug in your ear. Um, Four weeks from today is Easter Sunday morning. You know, the, uh, the mission statement of Gracie Van is to reach the unchurched world through maturing believers. We're trying to reach the unchurched, but there's another category out there that uh, in my world we like to call the de-churched. The de-churched, those folks who um, have been a part of the church in the past, but for whatever reasons, um, have gotten burned, been hurt, uh, whatever. <clears throat> They've kind of fallen off the face of the church planet. Why don't you give some thought to that and um, make Easter an opportunity just to invite them back uh, to the people of God, to a family, a church home, perhaps which they long for. Maybe not, Um, but it's uh, it's a great occasion. Certainly people wouldn't uh, think you odd for inviting people to church on Easter. So uh, think of someone that you know and, and make a point of reaching out to them. Guys, we're in Leviticus chapter 16, and before I read my text, which begins in verse 11, uh, I I think it might be good just to let you know a little bit about Leviticus 16. Um, This is one of the the main chapters in the Old Testament. It describes the Day of Atonement, or something you might find familiar, Yom Kippur, which happens in the fall, still in Judaism. The word Kippur comes from a Hebrew word, um, kafar, which means to cover well, what is it that's being covered? Being covered, Sin. That's why it's called atonement. The, the day of atonement. It's the day of covering. It's the day when sin gets covered. And so we've been using this chapter um, as the focus of our little uh, preparations for the sacrament. But guys, there's nothing. I mean, there's very little in the Old Testament that I think more clearly um, prefigures points to, prophesies about what Jesus is going to do, like as does Leviticus 16. So that's what this is. Um, we're, we're entering right in the middle of it, and if you uh, can't understand, understand that it's describing the events that took place one day a year, the Day of Atonement, when Israel's sin was ceremoniously and symbolically covered. Now, beginning at verse 11. And Aaron shall bring the bull of the sin offering, which is for himself, and make atonement for himself and for his house, and shall kill the bull as the sin offering, which is for himself. Then he shall take a censer full of burning coals of fire from the altar before the Lord with his hands full of sweet incense beaten fine and bring it inside the veil and he shall put the incense on the fire before the Lord that the cloud of incense may cover the mercy seat that is on the testimony lest he die he shall take some of the blood of the bull and sprinkle with his finger on the mercy seat on the east side And before the mercy seat, he shall sprinkle some of the blood with his finger seven times. The grass withers and the flower fades. But the word of our God, this word, 
This endures forever. Now, what in the world is going on here? What is all of this about? I said to you that this is the Day of Atonement. And this atonement stuff uh, was, was to be done in specified ways. Not in any old way that you thought you might like to concoct to do it. No, no. God specified how this thing was to be done once a year. Strict instructions as to how it was done, what was to be worn, what was to be said, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Only one day a year did this happen. And it was to be done in exactly the way that God said to do it. Now, the whole thing was to begin with an offering for sin. The sin of Aaron, offered by Aaron, the high priest. Did you notice in verse 11, the pronoun himself, three times in one verse, it's repeated three times because it does not, the text does not want you to miss this, that Aaron the high priest has sin of his own that has to be dealt with. Well, okay, uh, Jimmy, um, uh, but I don't know who Aaron is. Well, Aaron's Moses' brother. He's the high priest. Well, that didn't help me much. I mean, uh, what's the high priest? Well, guys, in Israel... The high priest was the best of the best. He was not just a priest. He was the high priest. He was the priests of priests. He was numero uno, top dog. He was the head of the whole religious establishment in Israel. He was the pinnacle of all of Israel's religious goings on. Top dog. And in view of his being the top dog, the thing that is that you must see is In spite of all that, he's a sinner. And he needs a sacrifice for his sin. Even the best of the best has sin for which blood must be shed for his sin. The Day of Atonement started off with the top dog offering a blood sacrifice for his own sin. I can't offer any sacrifices for y'all because I've got to deal with my own sin. 
That's what this little paragraph is about. Because you see, ladies and gentlemen, the, the fall, the historic fall of Genesis chapter 3. You remember that? Eve eating the apple and the fall. Everybody, everybody, no matter who you are, what you do, what kind of clothes you wear, what kind of ordinances you perform, everybody was dragged into sin in the fall. No matter what role that you may play or what role you may have played, now, guys, just, just not trying to take a shot at anything. I'm just trying to illustrate to you things like people like the Pope. He's a sinner, and he needs a Savior. One more. Even Mary, oh, she played a very distinguished and extraordinary, she's an ordinary little young peasant girl, and she played an extraordinary role, but it is she who says, I rejoice in God my salvation. Because you see, ladies and gentlemen, the fall affected us all. Now, compared to other folks, you know, compared to maybe like slobs like me, um, you may be doing quite well if you were comparing you to me. But I'm not the standard. God is the standard. And once you set yourself in, in contrast to God, then my sin comes into focus. And so <clears throat> on this day of atonement, the big day, in Israel's calendar year, the best of the best, the top dog, has to start by making provision for his own sin. So the point is, ladies and gentlemen, as good as it gets, falls short. And it leaves us asking this. Well, I mean, if, uh, if Aaron still has a sin problem and the high priest is not exempt, then is there another priest? The answer to that question, according to the book of Hebrews, is, oh, yes, there's another priest. There's the faithful high priest. And guess who that is? <laughs> of course, it's 
Christ Jesus. Now, one other thing that's in that little paragraph that before we go to the sacrament. Did you notice that little thing about the censer and the incense and the smoke and all that business? Did you see that? It's in that paragraph. I just read you. What's that all about? Well, first of all, let me tell you what a censer is. It's a little pan with a handle on it. And that text says that they were to go to the altar where things were burning and they were to take out coals, you know, like, like in your fireplace. You take out coals and you put those in the, you put those in the, uh, the censer. It's got a handle on it, so you don't have to, you know. You, so it's got a handle. You put, put censer, put coals in the censer. That's what Aaron is being instructed to do. And then, <clears throat> pardon me, he is to take incense. Incense. I, I don't know what, I mean, you buy it at the health food store. I, I don't know. It's maybe like baby powder. But I, I mean, it's incense. You know, like you think of in incense. They took incense, it's sweet smelling stuff, and they threw it on these hot coals. And then it produced a smoke. As a smoke screen. Smoke. And, 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 and if you look at the text, you'll see what it says. It says, um, so that it would cover the mercy seat. Well, what's all that about? Well, here's what it's about, ladies and gentlemen. Because Aaron, even as good as he is, Aaron is to make sure that his eyes are never set on the things inside that room that symbolized the presence of God. And did you notice in the text? Lest he die. You get yourself a censer there, Aaron boy. And you put some coals in there. And you throw some baby powder on there. And it's going to produce this big cloud of smoke. And that's what I want, says God. Because you see, no man can enter the presence of God on his own. Not even Aaron. So I don't want him seeing things that represent my presence. Lest he die. Guys, sin has separated us from our God. And you and I, the best among us, we need a mediator. Well, is there one? Well, 1 Timothy says, for there is one God and one mediator between God and man. Guess who that is? The man Christ Jesus. And ladies and gentlemen, it is his work, Christ's work, as our mediator, as our sin-bearing substitute, 
that this this sacrament commemorates. This, ladies and gentlemen, is the fulfillment of all that is being pointed to in Leviticus 16. The Day of Atonement on display before your very eyes right here. This is the depiction of the mediator that all of us need. Come celebrate with me. Our Father, we do thank you for the the clear indications of what Jesus Christ has done on our behalf. We thank you for the uh, the kindnesses that you've shown us in in um, describing it so so dramatically, so wonderfully, so so in such detail. Father, only blind eyes can miss this, but only you can open blind eyes. So would you open them? Would you see fit to have mercy on someone, some two, some 15 in this room? Open their eyes so that they might see Christ in all of his beauty. We ask it, of course, in Jesus' name.